Now I'm audioed. Your friend the bee is in here, babe. Your friend the bee came in. Yep. It's probably a, I made you switch to real Coke. And now it's like, yes, this is the shit. Got it. Woody. Are we able to hear me? I'm able to hear you. So that usually means Candy can hear you. And your audio sounds good, too. I can't hear Super anything. Sweet. Oh, shit. That's a problem. Candy, you still can hear me, right? He can't hear anything, so it might be a computer issue on his app. He said he has a new computer he's downloaded. I can hear him. He can't hear us. Hello, 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 hello. I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me. Yep. I can't hear you. Probably something on my end. That looks like it says muted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not muted though, right? Yep. Oh. How about now? Oh uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, awesome. I'm trying to audio? text Bluetooth because I thought it might be Bluetooth. Audio sounds good. Okay, uh, cool. but uh, it keeps putting in blurry. You got an iPhone, brother? I do have an iPhone. What the fuck with these iPhones, man? You pissed at <laughs> like they try mine. I swear to God, this is happening, and I barely know. And maybe I'm just blaming it on the ghost of the iPhone, but it corrects my speech especially in metaphors. And I, I, I text a lot of metaphors, it seems. And it doesn't understand my metaphor. So when I put yeah. in something that is like swimming and then I put in, you know, being eaten by sharks or something like that, they're like, no, 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 you didn't say sharks, right? You said swimming pool or something. I don't know. It, it changes. <laughs> right. The, after I put the, like, I'll text the rest of it. And I, and I already looked at it, you know, because now I have to be really careful because Siri's on my ass about it, you know? No kidding. Yeah. Or I feel, and then then I look, and it sure enough, it changes it. Anyways, man, it's not cool. I'm glad you feel this way. I, yeah, <laughs> do you, absolutely. Do you suffer with an iPhone as well for the for the awesome camera? Uh, I do. Yeah, for do both you love video. It Some people love it. Yeah, yeah video and just like mm -hmm. photography, it, it's doing great. Except for like, I I'm actually liking the new camera less. How it'll like auto depth of field and totally screw up what I'm trying to like capture for a photo of a tattoo. Is that uh, the 14 then or the 13? Yeah. I think it's whatever the newest one is. <laughs> I have a client. Which would make that sense just, like, you would have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a client that just like hooks it up and you know, okay. whenever a new one comes out, they figure out whatever the best deal is. And yeah. Well, make... part of your life is heavily of revolved around that phone. You're right? That's wrong. what you film your TikToks and your uh, face Facebooks with, right? Your Facebooks. So I actually film everything with a camera, but I'm thinking about switching that back uh, soon. You, so what? You needed higher quality, and you or you just wanted the headache of of uh, <laughs> converting all your files. 
I I thought I needed the higher quality originally for YouTube. So I was going to make mm-hmm. it like YouTube quality and then mm-hmm. just put that same file to all the other apps uh, until I realized that I, I think people prefer the quality of like phone recorded on Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, YouTube shorts, all of that. I don't think they really. See cr- yeah. Yeah, I really like do. high end published stuff. They right away. They're like, wait, the lighting is too nice here. Right. They're like, oh, this is so overdone. Like, uh-huh. I, I think these guys take know... themselves way too seriously. This is exactly. Motherfucker. Calm yeah. Down. yeah. What do you think this is? YouTube? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love I think it. It's exactly that. Yeah. Woody, you, you every... are uh, one oh, of ahead. one of you're, you're one of the most f- famous people I've ever been next to <laughs> at a tattoo convention. All right, man. I feel bad for these tattoo conventions. I'm number one. <laughs> You're number one, brother. I, yeah, I, I mean, appreciate that. Granted, to be honest, if yep, I'm, I really just test you to see if you ever listen to my podcast now, because I say that to like everybody. It's like, oh, so. oh, I love that. Yeah, I actually, uh, <laughs> I listened to Christian's uh, podcast. Oh, did you? You know Buckingham yeah. then? Uh, Christian. Um, oh man, what is his last? Uh, Crittenden. Crittenden. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, so another. You, uh, famous tiktoker that's of sorts. right that's right and and an all-around beautiful person yeah and, and until you were next to me he was the most famous person that i ever actually that was the first time i was next to you both you guys that was really awesome this last uh, yeah was it denver yeah it was i don't denver. know it might not I it could, was denver uh, yeah i couldn't remember what what my last one was there but yeah denver was the last doesn't that make us feel super cool oh yeah flew all you the way out like to denver well, well, also, you feel like Slayer or anything, and you're like, oh, man, where was I? Uh, yeah. Indiana or something? I don't know, man. Right. Like, oh, what week is it? That'll that'll help me out. Yeah, I could check my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready gotta... to rock Cleveland? <laughs> it's Springfield. Oh, oh, Springfield. <laughs> Whatever. Rock and yeah. roll, motherfucker. Yeah, when uh, trying to think back to, like, what mm-hmm. tattoo did I do at what expo? It's impossible at this point. I, I just have to kind of like wing it and pretend well, I you know. You do a lot of, I could be wrong about your tattoo work, but I saw a lot of, um, not really bangers, but you could get three of these done in a day on occasion. Yeah. Very yeah. whimsical, very uh, thought out with humor. Right. Like very lighthearted. Taken a lot of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, to say that the truth of the matter is, I, I'm sorry, I want to go back before I'm just bragging about how we don't know where we're at. <laughs> Tell me the truth of your travels. Is it as awesome as we would imagine? Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, was getting a little tiring with opening a shop this year. Mm-hmm. We had uh, nine travel dates planned and uh, we were going to do one a month starting in March and just go through the rest of the year. Uh, but then with opening the shop and just trying to balance everything just got really difficult. And with hiring, like we didn't want to hire new artists and then not be around for it. You know, I, what I kept yeah. telling people was that uh, I didn't want people to decide where the toilet paper went. You know, I want to decide where the toilet paper goes in the shop. <laughs> so this is a big be- thing for you. That's a huge thing. You know, I, I never want to uh, <laughs> be in Wait, doubt of. Of your toilet paper? Well, what do you mean? Does it roll on the outside or on the inside? Yeah, see, that's part of it. You know, I want to establish Mm -hmm. that. I think it's a dominance thing. You know, I want it's it's always outside. Almost like if everybody else was just like, no, we think it should go on the inside. You'd be like, no, dominance. Yeah, I run exactly. 
Who's <laughs> fucking this monkey? You're just holding it. Listen. <laughs> that, yeah, you got it. Maids here. Uh, <laughs> too yeah. dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it's your your podcast. You you decide the level of dark. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and it just it was on me. Uh, yeah. No. Um. I I, I can understand that. Uh, that that if because if, if not you come back and now you're like a stranger in your own shop right exactly and that was and from that as well you will find makeshift captains popping up mm. right we start yeah. planning mutinies and and uh and different voyages yeah you know, expeditions i guess <laughs> yeah see i want to be there to like squash that before it starts Squash it with love, of course, but okay, you know, I, th- I was yeah. wondering. Like, uh, I remember some who was it, uh, Kevin Hart, maybe it wasn't Kevin Hart, some comedian. It was like, uh, you know, uh, when, when you when your baby's born, you just got to really put the fear into him, <laughs> just right at the beginning. You just pick him, it's like, what the fuck? I will I do that? Isn't that isn't your method? No, no, mine's the opposite. It's like, oh, I will love you so hard, you'll never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that works for you. This is retaining yeah. artists. Let, yeah. Actually, let me stop. I'm getting way off point here because we mentioned okay. two things and we haven't properly introduced them yet. One, we barely mentioned Damn It Woody, who is you. Yep. <laughs> hey, that Woody, is me. I'm Damn It Woody. Pleasure. And if we were to follow me. your extremely prolific Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, how would we do so? You would just look up Damn It Woody. Uh, the thing that Damn I didn't Woody. realize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I made that name, I didn't realize that the world is split 50-50 on how to spell damn it. Like how, uh-huh. how do you spell damn it? Well, in my this is interesting to me because in my contact, I have you as D-A-M-M-I-T. And that's because yep. I thought that's the way that you were spelling it. However, I also have a t-shirt from you. My wife does at least. And I'm looking okay. at it yesterday and I'm thinking, no, he spells it the correct way. So there's By, two ways. They're yeah. both correct. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends, right, on which side of the Mississippi, isn't it? Or what, the mer- prime meridian? I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's kind of like the whole, like, fireflies and lightning bugs thing. You know, half mm. half the uh, the continent is one and, you know, half is the other. Uh, well, at least yeah. it's not the whole Berenstain Bears and Berenstein Bears thing. See, I'm hoping that, like, 20 years down the future, people will be fighting over, like, no, it was always spelled with two M's. You know, and then other people are like, no, it's MN. Dude, there was a time. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. I know everything. Yeah. Only my perspective can be right. And if anything exactly. differs, come in. I will smash it. I will destroy it. I will see its demise. We'll squash it right away. But with love. We like will we see about. I was right. History will see I was right with my immense power. Okay, damn it, yes. Woody. Now, we also have another thing to promote. Uh, your shop. You have your own yeah. shop now. Yeah, just uh, just opened the shop uh, June first, which was we got the keys just two months to the day before, and uh, you, you know we were going to build it out in three months. That was the hope, but then the health and department came back. It, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They just told us like about a month into the build out, they were like, "Hey, the only day we have available for you is June first. So my wife and I were like, "Okay, let's make a list of what needs to get done, not what we want to uh-huh. get done." And yeah. then uh, see see if we can pass. And we got lucky. We passed first try. I don't know if it was luck or perseverance, but you know we we got open. Um, and actually, as of yesterday, we just hired on our second uh, artist over there. So oh, awesome! Pretty pretty neat. Plenty, yeah. So 
plenty of time to either change your course, man. You can, I mean, you just hired this person. You can go in there and tell them, <laughs> you know, you could do the, the, uh, hey, existence I, to me if you want, you know, you can do the love thing too. You already tried that. Or maybe 50, 50, you know, that, you got that's a long true. career is what I'm saying. You're going to kind of want to have a control, you know, this yeah. is a scientific experiment. How okay. to retain artists is I know to be difficult. What's, what's the name of your shop and where are you guys oh. at? You're in Cali. Right. Yeah, so we're in Central California, right in Fresno. Uh, have you ever had the pleasure of being in Fresno? I have not. Is it a pleasure? <laughs> no, no. It's a it's a miserable little town, but I love it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't live anywhere else. Uh, Is there trees? I mean, not really. Okay. Is there lots? Where of sky? are you from? I'm from Michigan, and and anytime uh -oh. I get out there where there's so much more sky than tree, I feel a little funny. Yeah, well, so we have like the worst air quality in America. So <laughs> yeah. like there's sky, but you got to look through a layer of like grime to get to it. Is this so. is this uh, become like a filter of sorts then maybe? I wonder yes. if this helps. Is that why you all look beautiful? Well, <laughs> in California, everything's so crazy. I have <laughs> I haven't been in front. No, I have not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even the boardwalk, when we watch the boardwalk right like uh you know that grimy ass boardwalk in hollywood when we see it they've got filters on it and all kinds of stuff it looks beautiful we had no oh, idea yeah. that it smells like urine and it has literal <laughs> fecal matter on it everywhere yeah as a matter oh, of yeah. fact uh yeah I, so uh southern california everyone's gorgeous uh northern california like everyone's kind of a hippie you know san francisco okay. Bay area uh but there's racists in northern cali too right like There's Bakersfield what? and stuff. Isn't there like a big racist presence up in Bakersfield and stuff? Here? Yeah, I don't mean to call anything out, but I mean, that's central California for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. when you were saying Northern, see, I was thinking Bakersfield was, was Northern. So yeah, Northern's the hippies, but anytime you have hippies, it's just like so many things. Anytime you have one extreme somewhere close by, you have another group of like equally extreme idiots in the opposite way. Right. So you got a of bunch course. of tree huggers and then you got a people that are like, I just murder cows for fun at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting okay. And all those people live. So California is broken up into three. It's not just the nor North and South it's uh North central and South. So okay. Bakersfield starts uh, central California, but it's Southern central California and then, yeah, like Stockton is northern central California and Fresno's right in the middle. Like we are the armpit of California is what everyone calls it. Nice. Yeah. Right on. A lot, of, a lot of drugs, a lot of, you know, uh, oh, agriculture. Man. How's your uh, hippie dumb out there then? Like well, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, homeless, I should say. Uh, pretty bad. I mean, okay. not as bad. So southern California is where it's rampant and terrible. Um central california it's bad like where all the tattoo shops are located where they're allowed to be that's yeah. where all the homeless population lives so is your day-to-day -day commute usually full of it uh luckily not anymore beforehand okay. yeah the shop that i just left uh we had like the perfect overhang for you know every day when i got to the shop there'd be homeless people sleeping out front of the shop and you know using our front door as their bathroom which was you oh. know, the worst of it yeah. uh yeah, that was the worst so, of it, though. Right on. Never got yeah, assaulted like, with uh, with medieval weapons or. Yeah, well, my my coworker. Right. Oh, so that's from Fresno, Kai. The, the oh, 
the he's hatchet from building hitchhiker is from Fresno. Yeah, yeah originally yeah, yeah. from Fresno too. He didn't just end up there. That's where he kind of and he started his story started kind of in Kelly, but he was also originally from. So it's actually his the story of where he took that guy out with his act with his hatchet okay. was it in Fresno. He's that's from, where his story starts. Yeah, the yes. Central Coast. Yeah. Did you watch the the thing? You know, the I documentary didn't. Thing? No, because okay. he was such a big deal. I feel like I know a lot of his story just because mm-hmm. he was like our little celebrity for a while. So we held on to his story for, I think, a lot longer than other places. I'd never heard. I just seen it on the Netflix nice. and I'm like, I got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I get that. I don't even know if it was that long. It might have been longer. Nowadays, they take those things that you're like, I got an hour for this. And you're like, let's make six episodes. Yeah. Little, let's little really draw it out. Oh, I hate, yeah. but they, and they add in all this dramatic shit, you know, where you're like, really, this thing could be done without that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Give me the facts and move it on. That's what gets sure. me bitching about Hollywood though, and comes <laughs> us to a cross section. Oh, here we go. Because my entrance, uh, I love that you are one close to Hollywood or at least in the same state of, um, right. and that you have monopolized this thing. I, I've been fortunate enough to have. I'm going to call it Hollywood, though. I think it was more New York. Uh, but look <laughs> at me and and amplify my presence of sorts, you know? Right. I've been riding that wave since. You, however, have grabbed a hold of this bull. I don't know. You, you grabbed a hold of a, 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 a calf and rode it <laughs> until it matured to a bull. I don't know. You fed it. You, you've And you've created this, this thing, right? It's art. And right. you do it now outside of tattooing, and you're also so close to Hollywood. And I'm watching Hollywood's decline right now. It's like there yeah. are no good writers left to be paid anymore. There's no good scripts to be had. I can't watch so much. I mean, I pay for Netflix and Hulu and all kinds of stuff, and I'll sit there and go for an hour trying to decide about which crap I want to watch. Right. Half time settle on something that I'm already familiar with. And and that that's depressing of sorts too, because that's just cotton candy for your mind. You're like, oh well, I like Goodfellas. Let's watch that again. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the references will change. Actually, that does happen too. When I watch old stuff. I try to watch it with my son now, and I got to watch it with the new age eyes. But yeah. Like, oh, well, that is kind of rapey, ain't it? Oh shit. I guess I never, <laughs> never really yeah. looked at it that way. But that's yeah. Well, that's kind of the culture back then, son. I guess I didn't. I didn't tell you. Yeah. There's a. There was a whole lot of rape in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. You start feeling a little weird about saying like, oh, this is my favorite movie. And then you're watching it and you're like, ooh, ooh maybe, yeah. maybe not. I think a Clockwork Orange, Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange, I really loved. Yeah. And there are scenes in that for sure that you're like, mm, what? I don't want to share this with my son, though. Right? Like, yeah, I believe find that. it on your own. Let me not even tell you that I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to associate me necessarily with this movie when you watch it in the future. Which yeah, is unfortunate because it's such mm-hmm. a beautiful movie. Similar to um, Coal Miner's Daughter. I said this to my friend once. He's a movie buff. And uh, back in the day of burning movies and stuff, in the early days when you you know, you know you thought you had to, you're like, I'm going to have the biggest movie collection ever. All illegal. <laughs> um, right. My, my buddy, I said, hey, can you get me Coal Miner's Daughter? It's a beautiful movie. It's a great movie. I love it still. Okay. It's a story of, um, I almost said Winona Ryder. It is not. <laughs> uh, and how how I can't think 
of the, the is it three words? God damn it, it's going to plague me forever. All right, so I'm just going to gloss on and move over as though I completely okay. know it. But we'll just talk about her like the coal miner's daughter because we know her so intimately. She doesn't need more introduction. So anyways, okay. this coal miner's daughter movie also has uh, the night that she married her husband. She's about 14, 15, something like that, I think. And uh, he's out of the Navy and he's 18, 19 and they're living in the hills of Tennessee. And she's like, yeah, I've never gone this far. And he's like, yeah, you're gonna. And he, he pretty much <laughs> rapes her on the first oh, night no. of their, of their wedding. Yeah. Okay. It's a disturbing scene. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind not having that. I would love to share this beautiful movie with my daughter, but yeah. that one scene we could not have in there, you know? Right. And he's like, uh, I don't think that's the way the director intended it, Kyle. Mm. And if if she's not prepared to watch that movie, then maybe she's not, or that scene, then maybe she's not prepared to watch that movie. That's um, fair. No, yeah, that's from fair. that, I, I've 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 never really wanted to change it, I guess. But that is the problem with Hollywood. It has so yeah. many test audiences now, and so many ways that they have to matriculate art down into a, a filtered through process of like, here it is, right? This is acceptable. Everybody in the focus group likes it. Oh, good. It'll test well. And then there's what you're doing, which is like, I think it's funny. I know motherfuckers are out there. that are like me. They're going to come and find it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, everything that you're saying about like Hollywood just trying to keep up with like what is allowed and what isn't. I mean, it's a big problem with the internet. It's a big problem with comedy kind of in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause even if you watch, you know, the office is the, the office is still like beloved, but you watch a lot of stuff in that. And even by today's standard, it isn't allowed. So, you know, we're, we're constantly like canceling people for what they did. That was acceptable in the time, you know, previously, mm-hmm. So even I worry sometimes about like, okay, this seems fine now. This seems funny, but 10 years from now, you know, is this going to age like milk? Like so many other things have. Yeah. So part of you just has to kind of, you know, accept it and do it. Uh, and, and just kind of like hope and see or do it with the best of intentions at the time. And hopefully that's your fallback. But I follow I think, that. Yeah. yeah I, I, cause, cause it, like every, every unutterable word from whatever genre wants to, to define my language for me all of them do come to a point in conversation where they say well you know what it's about the intention to be honest right. if you mean to hurt me with what you say then yeah i'm rightfully pissed for sure and if you don't then right who gives a fuck uh or, or mostly who gives a fuck until we can point out that possibly your speech then was misinterpreted by others or gave others a freedom of trying to belittle my status inside of society. Right. Boy, well, listen, even, my big words. Mm. Yeah, no, give me chills. <laughs> there. It was good. Sorry. Uh, even then, like, even if something that you, you say, like nowadays, if you say something and it wasn't your intent to hurt anybody, but someone was hurt by it, like, you still owe the apology right and i'm not here to upset anyone and well do you i don't know i don't want to say you do i follow it i really want people to harden up a little on that because we can't go forward if you're making everybody look over their shoulders it's not bad to have a good idea of history and where we come from but man we're really gonna i I think because at one point you divide, right? So you say this and you think that's funny. I'm not like you. I'm over here. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's a division because it, it is fucking funny. It's funny. God damn it. It's fucking funny. Right. If I say it without love, it's not funny. It's actually. Hate. But yeah. when I have love and uh, I feel that that is a, a argument that Chappelle proposes in some of his uh, his more recent standups that he has been um, criticized for. But no one really takes his his context and puts it forward and says, "I'm going to criticize his context." They they take his uh, his his or they don't take his nuance. They don't take the overall context of it. They take just the sentence, you know, just these ideas that he puts forward. That you know, that maybe your your group is hurting your group as right. well. And and yeah. when you can't, I, I guess I felt like that for so long about um, how I, as a white person, have seen the the racist words and um, demog- or, uh, negative words, connotations of, of be used in a fashion that actually draws people to it. Because of the strength of it, when Dave Chappelle drops an N-bomb, that word just has strength and he has every ability to say it as we've decided as a society because of who he is because of his race. However, um, and, and he puts so many great nuances with it that I'm not trying to take that away at all. And I'm not yeah. trying to say, I want to say the, the mean words, uh, <laughs> which I have as a, as a comedy, at least to help people think of it. I, you know, I do want to sing along to gold digger, you know, it's still on the radio <laughs> until we finish canceling that guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, I just sh- shrug my shoulders and say, buddy, you know, <laughs> yeah. know. not even ninja. Don't, don't misconfuse. For sure. But you sure. see, uh, not, not tr- really. Um, I, I, these unutterable words give strength be- in other contexts. So like, if you imagine a potluck of a bunch of skinhead white mofos saying the end bomb over there around children, right? Especially that's where I get kind of like, we build yeah. up these strongholds of you can and can'ts rights and wrongs judgments on people and we build up actual strongholds that then define them for their life even in secret oftentimes you know like a republican lawmaker who's like secretly gay and continues to make legislation against gay people but keeps on commenting on gay tiktok twitters not knowing that people can see his messages you know (laughs) and and that's not i mean that's the new one that's been going on forever you know if you yeah. talk about like Roy Khan, many people don't know, but you look back in his history, you, you look back in many gay people's history, even inside of the Third Reich, you can find gay people that, that were terrible to homosexuals. Yeah. And it yeah, was almost sure. like they're fighting against themselves. So I believe that we build up these strongholds then because of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Um, and so inside of this context now of this potluck of skinheads, children playing with each other, and then they hear their parents saying this word that is unutterable in normal society. And they say it with such conviction and pride and uh, comfort that now they have a, a feeling for it. You know what I mean? It's the same strength that we get from watching a Dave Chappelle. Because he uses that not as a punchline, but as um, an emphasis to a punchline. Yeah. And that I don't I, f- I feel like that that needs to be it, it needs to be recognized and understood better by all of us inside of community uh, comedy, not not comedy, just but like viewing comedy that like get off your fucking high horse. 
because to laugh at these things actually brings us the humanity that allows us to see beyond divisions. Right. If I see in a transgender struggle, um, the comedy or, or their, their struggle, I can't relate with it until I really relate the human part of it. And one of the human parts of that is either dying or laughing. Right? <laughs> and so like, give me that laughter. And because I don't want to be stuck with mortality. You yourself, however, completely unencumbered by this. Have you found, have you been changing your own comedy then? Or have you found that because of the lack of focus groups and stuff, you've been able to actually just mold your audience? Yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, molding the audience to, to touch back on, you know, kind of kind of what we were um, at before talking about, like just California and when there's one opposite, there's kind of a pendulum on the other side of, of people. <clears throat> I feel like we're starting to to swing back a little bit. You know, you have like the if you're familiar with uh, Matt Reif, the like, you know, top comedian kind of on TikTok and social media right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty one. I, I know. him. Yeah. Yes. Great pretty smile. He he's really like towing the line of like what is acceptable anymore. And he's regarded highly. And now mm -hmm. like I'm completely, completely on the same page as you that there are like, I'm never trying to take someone's power away. I want everyone to be empowered, be themselves, you know, uh, be equal in society, all of that, of course. But with comedy, like exactly what you were saying sometimes to find the joke in things there's this this middle avenue that you have to travel to you know find what's funny about it and if, if we're just in this outrage culture of oh my god you said that and that's inappropriate you know away with kyle dunbar uh like it's that's why i have a podcast instead of instagram yeah <laughs> i don't do go. good in short segments you know yeah you yeah, need the breadth of this for sure so uh that that has always been kind of in the back of my mind because you know i still feel society is very uptight or you know like we'll go with the majority um so yeah i very much have to to self-censor in a way that just like even if i think something's funny and toes the line and i'm going to give an example that i've actually never talked about before i filmed the whole video and everything and what the joke was and i hope you know I, I don't look back on finally saying this out loud and hate it, but <laughs> well, you joke? made the discretionary choice not to go with it. I mean, yeah, you have to be a creator. And like, sometimes you might make a painting that you're like, nah, that won't see the light of day. Yeah. Right? And, and that is a, a great way to look at it. And I think the, the power there is really being able to like put that painting away, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. not, yeah. you know, paint, paint over the top of it. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I made a video where somebody um, asked for a sugar skull so I thought, you know, in, in the way that I do, if uh, it was a, you know, a, a skull on top of a lollipop, like made of candy. And when they were like, uh, no, I want one of these. And they showed a day of the dead skull. I thought it would be funny that if in like very learned practiced Spanish, I said, oh, you, you mean a day of the dead sugar skull? Give me two seconds. Uh, but like how I'm talking to you now is my normal talking voice and my voice mm -hmm. in videos is much more higher and animated. So I fucking I did... love that dude. You got a voice for it. You hear that? Like, like yeah. you just became a cartoon character. Like, right. Yeah, Finney, Finney some furb. What is this? Yeah. So when I did that voice and spoke in Spanish, that honestly took me like three hours to be able to say that <laughs> sentence, like eloquently 
it yes. totally sounded like I was just making a mockery of it. And right. I, I never heard it until I got the video fully edited down. And I was like, Oh man, I feel like the joke here, although it wasn't my intention, you know, my joke here is making fun of the language itself. So I just, you know, right. Forward. But my actual joke is making fun of the ignorance of uh, my clientele. Exactly. Or and excuse me, clientele. I shouldn't say yours. You have the smartest clientele. I'm well aware. <laughs> right. Yeah. That one was all for you. Uh, but no, you're, you're completely right. Like that was meant to be the joke. You know, it was meant to be on the like, oh, you're calling it a sugar skull when in reality it's a, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's it's a time honored tradition on a, on a, in a culture that you may be trying to appropriate as you yearn for uh, masculinity or possibly femininity inside right. of society's eyes. But you have no rituals to actually go through to achieve these things. And yeah. so lost like you are, you grab onto anyone else's culture and say, this yeah. is mine. Damn it. It's the actual Damn. act of tattooing that makes you a man. This is what I want to spread to the world. Get tattooed. You have now Love become that. a man. Get tattooed. You have now become a woman. It doesn't matter what it is. You've joined yeah. the fraternity. Okay. We don't have cultures left anymore that really, you know, like there's some, some terrible practices throughout history that allowed us to become adults, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, my son and I were going over some not too long back. Um, there, there's some circumcision practices, uh, that, that go on anyways, terrible, painful things. Right. But after yeah. you did it, like these kids go into it and they're like, no, I'm going to be a man. I'm kind of excited. You know, yeah. I've got all these burn marks on my body. I was getting myself ready for this torture. I've been mm-hmm. torturing myself to, to it. They knew they were men after that. And that at least gives you direction in life. Inside of our culture, we don't have so many cultures, you know, because it's so many cultures. And then we end up with somebody who's just like that coming in and being like, I really like this because it's pretty. Yeah. Sure, does it have anything to any? I'm not going to learn if it does. That's the real part that I think the idea of appropriating that, that makes people angry. Right. I recently, uh, you know, Ruby, she's, she's out there in Florida now. She's being Kelly, I think. Uh, also from Brooklyn, Ruby, she's um, a lesbian tattoo artist uh, with dreadlocks, an Indian girl. Uh, I'm not she's sure. awesome. I'm terrible with names. Okay. She's traveled for a long time, so you might have run into her. It doesn't really matter. What, what does seem to matter is that I'm tattooing a native person who's getting a native uh, woman tattooed on her. And I'm doing this new thing for me where the, the uh, woman's face is like split in half and there's like a wolf in the middle of it and bear on top and you know, different kind of collage stuff. It's looking really cool. And she sees in one of the images that I've gotten that it has blue eyes. And she says, man, that, that blue looks cool. And I'm, you know, and it does, I can't argue. (laughs) Yeah. However, it is not appropriate necessarily, but she is native herself. And so of course I say, yeah, I'll put it in if you want, but some people have a problem with it. She says, I ain't got no fucking problems with it because that looks like my dog's eyes. He's my wolf spirit, blah, blah, blah. She's got her reasons. I'm like, awesome. It makes a better photo for me. I know the Instagram will flow for go farther. No sooner do I start to put the blue in the fucking eyes than Ruby shows up (laughs) with all her judgment of me. I mean, we love each other. Right. Uh, but we're always getting on each other a bit about that. And that's always one of the things she likes to go after me, you know, about my white devil status. Um, <laughs> and so here I am doing this white devil as act 
yeah. <laughs> on this native as soon as she shows up. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. It it is a <laughs> it is a good you know a, a good comparison. Uh, yeah, and and what's hard about that, like if the client wants it, if the client's not appropriating. Like, is there anything wrong with that? You know, because it is going to offend some. So right, you know, the they're, people that put good. themselves on the side to be offended. Right. Yeah. And luckily, and Ruby well, wasn't really that way, but she's definitely put herself on the side to make fun of me, even <laughs> if it means acting as though she's offended. Right. Right. If that was fun for her, then go her. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely nothing I could do. I'm pretty sure of this that could ever make hers be like my day changed. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's good. one of those comfortable people. Yes. And honestly, shouldn't we all be? I feel that there is a lot of the culture. So yourself, you're out there creating things. And that's why I admire so much. And then there's also these commenters that are yeah. out there shitting on things. And it literally became their job. Like they yeah. got a like from it. And they're like, wow, everybody liked it when I shit on this. Ah, yeah, I know what to do tomorrow. Totally chasing that high. You know, that's their new hobby is like, I'm going to be uh, cruel on the Internet. And other cruel people are going to, you know, praise me for that. It is yeah. a bizarre new human that society's created. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I keep on hearing this new. I, I love to believe that the more things change, the, the more they stay the same. It's just the technology, you know, possible reach and distribution of ideas or thoughts. And, very true. and I feel like we've always been this shitty, <laughs> but we yeah. just didn't have the resource, right? The distribution of our shitty thoughts. That's fair. Yeah, so this person's always just been around. We've just injected them with steroids and made their reach yeah. a thousand times higher than before. That's a really yes. good point because there's there's always been those people that are like, I'm just a bitch. And now, you know, they're <laughs> just a bitch that has the whole internet at their fingertips. Yeah, because they're entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Simply and, because it's, it is entertaining. It, it, it falls upon us at some level to stop being entertained by by these things that we don't like. You know, if you don't like Jake Paul, don't fucking watch him. Yeah. So that's like a normal, rational humans like way of handling that situation. Because <laughs> whenever I see those comments of people hating on me, I'm like, dude, the more you comment on my stuff, the more you're going to see it. Like if, yeah. if I don't like something, I'm trying to engage with it the least amount as possible so that the algorithm's like, nah, man, this guy, you know, doesn't yeah. care for whatever it is, cars or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I do so, because I gave up on TikTok because when I first got TikTok uh, opened um, and just I'm watching it myself, I should say. But uh, when I opened it up, I, I any if you did something that was creative and interesting uh, and I thought was cool and I would just give it a like because you earned that, you know, you yeah. earned that like. I end up liking all these dance videos, not young girls dancing. Okay. Not the Republican <laughs> lawmaker. That was a good day. I don't know if you got to see that day on C-SPAN. Boy, that was yeah. fun. Watching all these guys be like, why do I keep on seeing provocative underage girls in yeah. my time feed? And they're like, uh, cause you seem to like provocative underage girls. Right. Uh, but no, just literally like talented ass dancers that were going out and doing the moonwalk all across some place or, or the, um, the, the, the South Korean kids, one dude starts doing a moonwalk, joins in part of his troop doing the moonwalk in the same cadence. And there's like 18 of these mofos doing a moonwalk. And <laughs> I'm like, you deserve a like. I mean, that took yeah. a lot to set up. So now all of a sudden, all I see is fucking moonwalk videos. Right. And, uh, yeah. I had to give up on it of sorts or create a whole new algorithm. 
These people, do you believe they don't know the algorithm then, like a Republican lawmaker? Or do you believe they're happy to be in the comments shitting on things? And that's just the way they have been. Yeah, I, I think to them, there's still an association. Like, let's just use me an example. If they've, like, you know, sh- said something shitty to me uh, online, and let's say they got their seven likes from other shitty people. The next time they see one of my videos, like whether or not they hate my content, their association might be like, oh, that's right. I hated on that guy real mm-hmm. well one day. You know, so <laughs> some of my yeah. best hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, man, I remember those. The, I got a DM from someone saying, good job. <laughs> yeah. Way to hate. You yeah. deserve a cold glass of haterade. Yeah, hey, come on up. Take the elevator. <laughs> so I uh, I had my most viral video um, I, about a month ago now, and I have this like I, I don't know if I call it a problem or not, but a lot of times I think like my best work is behind me, which you know shouldn't be the case. I should think that I'm always growing and moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. But when a when a video does go like mega viral. It's always like, oh, yeah, I still have that in me. I got to keep that, you know, I got to keep that opinion up. But but the video that went the most viral, and this is just like single platform performance, uh, was a video that I made and posted on Facebook. And the video did well on other platforms, but it did especially well on Facebook. And the reason was, was I pissed the Republicans off with the video. Uh-huh. And they are most rampant on... Uh, I hate... Uh, Hate spreading. Right. So the video was just simply, it was like a, you know, oh, I'm a tattooer. I'm cash only. A guy tries to pay with his card and I reiterate I'm cash only. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Video goes Uh They were so pissed off. And tell me some of the things that made him the mad. Like what was the go to, you know, you're, you're not paying your taxes. Exactly. Yeah. You're trying (laughs) to cheat the government, pay your fair share, all this. And I was like, what? Like, wait a second. (laughs) And how do you know that the Republicans? Oh, just good. Yeah. I mean the, the American flag behind their head and their photo. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No, I was all all the telltales. I thought maybe if they were coming out, I mean, cause we could say that that is but i mean i would imagine too that that is exactly what they're but there's an irony there that i find so funny that you don't pay your taxes but the party that you you woody you don't pay your taxes obviously right but the party that i vote and align with is the party of tax cuts no kidding and so that's like (laughs) (laughs) and large subsidies to all corporations yeah, like well, the and huge like, subsidies to corporations, and but I'm mad about these fucking welfares. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, uh, Monsanto's. You guys don't need to pay no taxes. I get that. And the Sackler family. Why should you pay taxes? Fucking makes sense, okay? You you make jobs, but these yeah. welfare guys make me so angry. <laughs> and yeah. then this Woody with his cash job thinks he's found a loophole. Listen, I pay a CPA <laughs> a lot of money to go and find <laughs> loopholes for me. And this guy's just gonna do some cash only tech work. Yeah. See, and and that that's the those are both of the takes that I took from it too. Like your party is anti-tax or you know low tax or whatever, and you know uh, like high income earners, rich people. Yeah, they pay someone in order to pay as few taxes as possible. So you know they just want to be upset because you know they see the long haired painted fingernail boy. You know 
oh, think, yeah. thinking they're he's cheating the government. But well, so, the gender thing is is really popping off with uh, Republicans a lot. Yeah. So I think anything that blurs that line for their like, this is what a man is. This is what a woman is. I'll right. fight you over it. <laughs> like my yeah. day will change if your perception is not the same as mine. Yeah. And in a lot of my videos, you know, I dress in clothing that uh, they can't stand. So, yeah. well, I've seen uh, your stomach out in several of them that I imagine <laughs> you're taking on a feminine role. I, I figured that you were taking on a gender role. And that actually is what that is fucking the basis of fucking comedy for so goddamn fucking long. Forever. Right. Forever, forever forever yeah how long have we been like uh, her, 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 hilarious to me that we want to take in florida at least some books out that have references to uh to lesbianism or, or, or uh, homosexuality it's like they don't realize they're gonna have to get rid of bugs bunny <laughs> yeah do you find that's, like, that's a great point like are you really ready to do that are you really ready to be the people like you guys got so mad that dr seuss's book no longer sold and it had a racist thing in it, so it was taken off the market. It wasn't right. because, you know, it was this hot button thing. So you guys all run out to the fucking eBay and buy as many as you can, like your culture is being stolen from. Yeah. And, and but but in this case, you you actually take the opposite position. It it's just about hating some level, right? Am I wrong? Oh no, I, I, absolutely. And hate gives I, me purpose. When I wake up in the morning, I know why I'm there. Yeah. And I I mean, you're successfully seeing places like argue, you know, okay, well, that means that we can't do Shakespeare or you know, anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shakespeare, because men played the roles of women back in the day just because they had more powerful vocal cords and there were no microphones. So like, oh, that's out, you know, right. Yeah, or, and, or is it or is it not? no <laughs> theater too, right? You like yeah. uh, in China. Um, the no theater. I'm mean, not that we have all these productions here that we really have to worry about. It just seems like we're borderline. I love watching it. I'm, I'm because it seems that both sides are always engaging in stupidity and the most ironic kind. Right. And in this case, though, I, I feel like so many. Um, friends of mine that are conservative minded are worried about the, the status quo being changed. And as this is happening and they imagine that their world is being changed and everything's bad as a result from it, they like, they're trying to take away these things. They're canceling this, they're cancel culture. And you're like, but you're literally, you're, you're just doing the same. Yeah. Like, like in, in another fashion, almost even worse in some cases, they took down our monuments. So we're going to take these fucking books out of the library. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get rid of all culture because it's going to piss off both sides. And, and I, I think it's just even funny too. And, and of course I'm not, you know, nearly the first person to say this, but just the fact that there are two sides for so many people and so many different people, mm -hmm. I think, you know, equally ridiculous the left is so far left the right is so far right so many of us are right down the middle with our thoughts of like yeah that's a little weird maybe we should do it different you know and then you're like oh so now you're a conservative no. yeah yeah that just happened you just switched yeah 
everything about you in my mind, at least just switched is really what that is telling. Right. 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 And then it's just a way for you to write someone off. Like you hear like, oh, that person's conservative. And you're like, oh, what an idiot. Like, no, they actually (laughs) have, you know, profound thoughts about poetry. But, you know, you wouldn't know that because you're never going to give that human a chance now. Yes. Yeah. Because of uh, pluralistic ignorance that is the basis of most bigotry. Whereas we imagine that the idea we do not like is more prevalent amongst our opposition than it may actually be. Much of this comes from media that we allow to go unfettered and unchecked that just makes more money when it shows same as our Facebooks, right? When it gets the algorithm right for the, for the anger, you know, whether it be Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, getting her audience all titillated up about some juicy gossip inside of the the GOP, or whether it be Fox news doing the exact same uh, pointing to, some obscure like look at this pride parade yeah now that is everything that is everything about gay culture that's what you need to know there's a pride parade and this guy was doing some lascivious acts in front of somebody we're not happy about it that is every one of them and of course it's not like i got a friend of mine um jesse i was talking to this way should i say well i think it's no problem i hope to have him on the podcast about it but he he has two fathers And he was explaining a position to me where he's like, my fathers don't feel comfortable at a pride event anymore. Now, I'm not trying to say whether they're right or wrong in this, but it was an interest to me, of course, that these people who were once part of a movement don't feel as comfortable anymore inside of it. It may be because of uh, what they imagine to be happening at them, or it may actually be because of what is happening at them. You follow me? I'm not trying to say that there's definitely this, but... It's, it's of an interest to me that these people are more dynamic than we might allow them to be. Whereas somebody would say, well, all gay people feel this way. They have a gay agenda. They're turning your kid. They're all trying to become teachers so that they can have them reading Dick and Dick instead of Dick and Jane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand, you know, completely understand. And so one, one aspect to, uh, content creating kind of in general is you want the most views. You want the most likes. You want to get your video out there. You put a lot of hard work, time, effort. You know, I'm sure a lot of egos attached to it too. I'm not, you know, dumb enough to say it isn't, but one thing that can start to happen is so that video that went viral about being cash only. So you see the analytics and you're like, man, people watch this video like three times over uh, you know, it got 11 million views. You start to see yeah. that and you go, should I piss more people off? And then you start, and that's, uh, then that's rage subject. farming. Okay. You know, well, rage farming. Well, yeah. So ultimately you're doing the same thing that, that both of these sides are doing where you're like, okay, I want the most views. I found the cheat code, the cheat code being, yeah. you know, piss off the Republicans on Facebook and then bam, you have another viral thing. But you're consuming so much hate at that point of like, I'm pretty strong willed when it comes to people, you know, writing Mm -hmm. shitty comments. I like to take it as like a creative writing assignment to then like, okay, they said something shitty. Now let's find a fun way to spin this to where their shitty comment loses all power. And, you know, I get it all back. Um, So what you you engage in the comments then and with with, uh, detractors? 
it did it there's definitely a fine line because some people are just so hate fueled that if you engage at all they've won and they're just going to disregard whatever you said and then just come at you with something even more vile because that's just (laughs) their whole goal uh but if somebody you know wrote a comment that i can tell like (laughs) i don't know it's just like real off so a lot of uh older white women will make fun of my ears right Mm -hmm. um so this is my, interesting. I haven't noticed anything of your ears. What are oh, they? Just, I just have like inch and three quarter plugs in them, you know. So okay, they just hate how much I've stretched them. Uh, so my <laughs> my natural retort is just like, oh, I could have sworn last night you said you love how much they taste, or you know how good they taste, uh, <laughs> and that yeah, they hate that. They hate everything about that. So oh, then that's, I can so, just... that's like a basketball game where you're just riding on somebody about their mom every single time you get in close. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, your um, mom liked them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gone with the your mom jokes. Then, you know, I get the like, oh, so you're a misogynist. So, you know, it's Damn very... straight, if, if it's humorous, <laughs> if fucking yeah, I am. I'm like, hey, if I have to deal with your mom, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> that's usually hey, let's like get my off go-to of moms, joke. OK, I got off on yours. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm sorry. That was my wrestling coach. That was his favorite. Like if you talked any mom jokes, he wouldn't he would just think you were talking a mom joke. You could be like, Yeah, what time's your mom coming by to pick you up uh from practice? And he would be like, Mom, hey, let's get off of moms. Okay. (laughs) Wait for it. Wait for it. I got off on yours. Oh my god. I love that. Anyways, and that though was I still don't give a fuck. Daddy's fucking fun. That's that's humor. Funny. That's so I had funny. no thought that he actually got off on my mother. And also, <laughs> jokes on him. She's an extremely unattractive. She looks like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my <laughs> Let's mom really my... think this one through, coach. Yeah. So growing up, my mother uh, was a bodybuilder. So whenever, you know, <laughs> like, so she has a phys- physique that, you know, most men are not super into. So whenever someone would make a, your mom joke at me, I'd be like, you, okay, let me just show you a picture of my mom. <laughs> you might want to be quiet because she's awesome. Yeah, and they'd be like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. like, You might want right. to keep it down because she's actually dieting for an upcoming event right now. Okay? <laughs> yeah, she's angry. She that's did. what I'm saying. <laughs> she's not yeah. scared of a little, little cardio. And that's what she's going to see your whole face as. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, so no offense, Woody. You do yeah. not have the physique of a bodybuilder yourself. You're fucking so right. No offense. Taken. Okay. I, I'm yeah. glad you, I thought you were going to be like, Kyle, no. What are you trying I'm to say? Sit up says we speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, like I, to explain that, like I, I have been in the gym since I was like nine years old, uh, dieting since I was 10, uh, was forced to join the wrestling team strictly based off how hard they, uh, they trained and then yeah yeah and then later it was right it was water polo after that and everything like growing up was so much about like you know calories in calories out uh my mom (laughs) training to do all this so uh fuck all that is what i'm ultimately saying (laughs) like Uh dude that ruined childhood so now i'm like (laughs) i go to my doctor and i'm like look doc i love my belly but am i healthy and you know they run some tests, and they're like, "You you should lose the belly." And I'm like, "But am, am I healthy?" <laughs> like, "Ah, you're healthy enough." Yeah, so, should I lose the belly because that's what you have to say, and you also have a pill that you're really ready to, you know, get me hooked on. Yeah, or right. 
like a new method. Remember, I mean, I don't know, God bless it. The the weight addiction back in the day in the sixties, uh yeah, go over meth. And <laughs> like if you look at the history of meth in the doctorate, like not meth, meth, but like yeah, meth. Was it Judy Garland was on meth, you know? And then they would right. put her on fucking barbiturates to sleep. And this was the num- number one prescribed drugs for household. Like if, if you were a wife and you're like, oh, I'm kind of bored. I don't, I mean, I'm not getting everything out of this suburban lifestyle. I thought that yeah. I was being sold. They'd be like, you need meth. Here's meth. Here's some amphetamines yeah. for you. Like, yeah, I'm we're, putting we're on weight because I'm living the sedentary lifestyle in the suburban household. And I'm a little depressed about all that too. So I'm putting on weight and they're like, oh, you need meth. Yeah, for sure. World War II, they discover it, you know, on the German side and be like, oh shit, we can make super soldiers, feed them meth. Yeah. yeah. God so, bless the history of meth. <laughs> and now definitely. we give it to our children. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most uh, so, prescribed drugs to children. I'm making that stat up. <laughs> I like that you cut yourself off. Like, <laughs> like nobody fact check this because it is but not accurate. <laughs> I, I see how uh, how the misinformation goes, right? And God bless. Yeah. If you have an audience, some of them are dumb. The majority of them are dumb. God bless. They're, listen, not you guys. You guys listening? You know yeah, what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking we, we straight to you. People. You're smart, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, like Joe Rogan mentioned one time that a, there was a kitty litter in a second grade, grade classroom uh, because somebody was identifying as a cat. It was actually there because kids it, under the threat of a, uh, of a gunman in the school may yeah. need a place to poop. But this kind of confusion went out and it was just such a great thing for uh, especially conservatives to spread. Yeah, that Absolutely. That it it became an actual thing. Like it was a thought and Joe was just saying it as, as almost a joke. I mean, it was just an afterthought, like, and then they moved on, right? Like they never got time to address it. So in that moment, I like to be like made up fact. Before <laughs> yeah, my whole audience good. is like, dude, that's a fucking for real thing, man. I just heard it today. People yeah. are like, you can tell them anything. And, and they're like, they're on it. I, you can't, people will bite on a lot. I, I'm not saying the aliens are not coming to take <laughs> our our son from us. Yeah. But I am dubious <laughs> of the claim. <laughs> and when other people are assured of it, I doubt them. That's okay. All. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I get that. Cause like, I like to say I'm dumb, but like I'm well read. So I can dispute a fact. Uh, but then when it comes to like, hey, defend your opinion, I'm like, no, nah, no, no, thank you. Like, I'm not. Oh, uh, I will defend uh, an opinion more than a fact, I think. You, yeah, I think I you just oh. saw I'll be loose with the facts. I'll make them <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be where you're in my roads might, uh, you know, part way. Diverge? Okay. Yeah, a little, little well, bit. It's uh, whatever has created you. It's been a successful run to where it's yeah. been. What does so mom's mom's worried about your appearance i'm guessing as a child right i mean she was probably that that's what drove her to put her appearance in that fashion that's a that's the most in my opinion bodybuilding the most intensive body modification in the world i completely agree so it's funny that you say that because that's like a firm opinion of mine is that bodybuilders like take the the physique take appearance to the extreme right Mm -hmm. and many people say that like our you know subculture does the same thing with tattoos and i like 
you know, they're yeah. dying their skin for these shows. You know, they're they're taking drugs that are bad for their body for these shows. We're not doing that for to make our tattoos look cooler. No, we'd, well, kind of. I mean, depends yeah, if you're on we, that we do that with fun. Like, <laughs> well, I'm going to get some DMT and think about some tattoo ideas. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe yeah. maybe we're sacrificing. You no, know, they they do their diet. That's what it gets me every minute of their day. Like some mm-hmm. points of their day for say, I got to figure this. This would be torture to me because I'm comfy ass American living, right? Yeah. Like to be hungry for yeah. two and a half hours. <laughs> and then when you get sustenance, it's like the bare minimum, just straight right. bland ass boiled chicken and I don't know, a potato. <laughs> like, right. I like, yeah, that's, that's every day at some points. Yeah. So to me, that's extreme. Like you get a tattoo. Oh, cool. A weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, two weeks to heal. Right. Yeah, it, it's maybe bad while you're getting it and two hours after. Might be one bad sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, you growing I, up are seeing this, uh, this, not, a, I'm going to guess slightly obsessive. I don't, I'm just guessing. You can tell me where obsessive. I'm wrong. Incredibly. But obsessive. on outward appearance. And then yeah. you kind of take this very whimsical approach to your tattoos now that I'm going to throw yeah. in this almost a, a stronghold that your mother built up with, or that you may have been, may have been built up through your, I'm not going to say your mother. That's pretty mean, I guess, to some extent, but that was brought up from your upbringing, you know, where you've okay. almost taken the exact opposite now. And you're like this part of this body, man, I've seen <laughs> you do some funny ass tattoos this weekend. Yeah. And every one of them, yeah. was based off some joke just a punchline. it's like a dog cat video or yeah. something like like I, I can't even describe them because my tattoos don't go there i can't i don't think like that right uh, you're laughing at, at your outward appearance yeah i love that i've never made that you know connection between it uh so i should probably go back and say uh I, my mother and i don't don't talk anymore we've been no communication since uh 2020 okay, um Lord. and i mean i'm yeah. opening up some shit man i'm like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm like cool yeah, therapy here we go <laughs> uh, oh but no. let me get to my sponsor better health um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go uh but yeah no uh, so it was kind of after like my parents split that was when my mom was like, okay, time to like, you know, I'm back on the dating scene, time mm-hmm. to get in the gym, get healthy. And then since we were the kids growing up that like, you know, uh, my mom very much lived through my brother and I. So he was like all American football player, like uh, 4.0 student, him and his girlfriend at the time were like uh, uh, voted cutest couple, like very handsome guy. Yeah. And then there was me built like a potato, you know. So yeah, but you would have been a killer if they put two of those kids. Like you get a string of those successful kids. One of them is a secret murderer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. sorry. Just don't. You don't get that. And if you do get it that way, then there's some weird ass shit going on that's waiting on a fucking <laughs> docu series to start. You know. Yeah, for sure. My luckily, my brother's pretty well rounded. Uh, but like, just all the pressure was kind of put on me. Is that a fat joke? No, 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 he's still in great shape, that <laughs> asshole. He's older than me, and his metabolism is not kept up or it has kept up. Mine, okay. not so much. But, well, he's anyways, been, he's been stoking that furnace. 
but yeah. you were going off on this mental uh, part of it, I'm guessing, then. Were you involved also as much as you could? Because I, I see that your mother was kind of putting you in the wrestling and the swimming more than you want. Right. It feels that way. Were, yeah. then, were you at secretly times, like, going and reading comic books, buying so, Prismacolors? She's like, what the fuck are these? You're like, they're Prismacolors, <laughs> Bob. Don't yeah. throw them away. It's art. Stop. Uh, <laughs> no. It, so when my parents were together... Uh, in first and second grade, I competed in like a speech competition and I, I won all state first and second grade in California. Like it was a huge deal. I performed in front of like, I'm going to blow the number up because it sounds fun, but thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you, you're not wrong. California's a big state. Like, yeah. You do something in, in Michigan. It's way different than if you're doing it in Cali where you're the bigger group breadth of, you know, of people to compete with. Right. So like I, at the time I was allowed to, you know, be a thespian um, and oh, because it, of your success on it. Yeah. It, yeah. It was then exactly. stamped with approval. Right. This is the way this works. Yeah. So did you, you know, find yourself I, then enrolled in uh, in drama school classes and things? Well, kind of. So here another really weird thing about myself is like I've always just uh relied on just myself as far as when i when i won that it was for like solo uh competitors so it was just me <laughs> doing a speech alone up there uh i've played golf my whole life which once again is a very solo you know mm-hmm. thing uh so i i always preferred sports and activities that it was just like you're not relying on a team you're relying on yourself so even in my videos when it's mostly just me acting with me it what i you know i i gotta think there's something deep down there that you know uh is a product of something wrong in my brain who knows wrong uh, or right well, i'm gonna say right uh, look at the success i i'm gonna say right as well in once again like hoping hoping i'm putting the ego away here but like just in the sense of i'm just trying to create my own path i'm not trying to follow anyone else's there's no one out there that i'm kind of emulating i'm just like hey that's a funny dumb idea let's put it into action uh so yeah I, whether it's wrong or right i dig it but um i can hear my wife just pulled up in the car so hopefully the the car in the background is not too loud but no, no, uh, everything's fine cool and we'll understand uh, if you're distracted too this is a very um i don't put a lot of expectations on myself so hopefully my <laughs> audience doesn't either yeah for sure <laughs> as a matter of fact we're doing this new one where we're like we're not even edit, bro. Mm. <laughs> Unless like you really are about to get yourself canceled, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. Can't Let's artfully... say something wild. Yeah, I've had a couple that I've been like, mm. but but yeah. <laughs> now I'm just being like, you know what? Less effort. <laughs> Let's right. make this easier. At, yourself, I got to figure. At times, you put all this work into something, and even in the one case, just to see yourself scrap it. But all this yeah. work that you might put into something and then see its numbers not follow like you would want and then i'm guessing there are also times when you do something that's just like simple a couple of minutes and you're like it it does go yeah pretty big yeah that, the that... blast to an ego of sorts or, <laughs> or the changes of that because right doesn't that leave you at one point feeling like what the fuck do i even fit in like that's barely yeah. funny right so in when I first met now, when I first met my my current like friends who also create content online, they were months, if not years, ahead of me, like creating. 
And I heard one of them say like, oh, I don't even care anymore. I'll just make the video, post it and like not even look at the numbers. And at the time I was like, what are you talking about? Like you put all this effort and time and thought and and then you create it and you don't care what happens to it. And I thought it was just crazy. I didn't say anything out loud, but you know, just no, they had more skin in the game at that point. You were in the position. Yeah. So then, you know, later on, uh, I started finding myself like posting a video and then forgetting about it for like three hours and going back and looking at it. And I think it was because, yeah, enough videos that I really cared about that I thought would do great, did terrible. And then the dumb mm-hmm. videos and I'm like, oh, this is just a filler posted mm-hmm. up. No big deal. Go, go, you know, just bonkers viral. And so, yeah, I I learned like, oh, if you're going to be creating this regularly, you can't care because you're ultimately at the mercy of an algorithm. And Mm -hmm. the algorithm as a viewer is one thing. They learn what you like. The algorithm as a creator is a whole different thing because they learn how to hook you because they're not they're not paying you a steady paycheck. They're, They're not incentivizing you in any other way than followers and likes and that dopamine rush that we certainly get from it. So they know how to deal that out in a way that, you know, maybe they make a video, have a little bit less reach. So you doubt yourself and think, okay, I got to work harder. I got to make a better video uh, next time in order to my get My jaw's back. dropping. Like I, I hadn't <laughs> thought of this before, but yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of, um, a lot of people on whatever media, if I was decried, like my algorithms, blah, 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 they're throttling this or that which I've always kind of thought, well, they kind of got the right to, I think, you know, cause you're at their whim. It's their platform. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have the right. Mm-hmm. Certainly it is theirs. But also and- they are doing it then in a fashion, maybe not just to limit what your views are, but to help make you more productive. Is that, it's yes. like a father that's like, I don't say, you're doing a good job all the time. I save them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you deal them out when you know they're going to like be most effective. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll, I, even if they might deserve it, I'll know that if I say it, he'll stop being productive for a couple of days. So I'll just yeah. look at some really good work and I'll kind of be like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, that that's a great comparison because that is kind of what's happening. Uh, wow. And, yeah. And I, there are just times that like, so one thing I'm kind of dealing with with my content right now that I'm actually at a, a pivoting point that you know we'll get into later, but mm-hmm. my videos follow a formula because the formula works, the formula sells merch, the formula gets the views, people enjoy it, which is all great. Uh, Can the formula be shared? It will, yeah. So I mean, th- so the so low the low cost of nine ninety five. The, the thing okay. is, I wish the formula would work for others. And if, you know, uh, if they took my formula and it did work for them, I would do nothing but congratulate them. But for me, yeah. yeah, for me, it's very much, you know, wear a silly outfit. If my belly's exposed, even better. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm dressed in, you know, a more feminine way, bingo, that even usually better. does the trick. Um, yeah. And then, you know, dropping a pun early, like dropping, you know, the idea of the pun early enough to where people don't scroll away where if I say like, let's just, I'm looking at my whiteboard where everything's written. Let's say it's pussy willow, right? People Mm -hmm. are going to sit there and in their mind, create one thing. 
And then their mind will tell them, I have to know if my thing is right. So yeah. then I drop the drawing at the end of the video. So they <laughs> consumed the whole thing. So the algorithm loves that. Bada bing, bada boom. That's the whole formula. This is where they have been able to program you then, son. Yeah. But not well, that it's outside of what you would want to be programmed by your audience. This is almost your audience programming you. But the platform seems to have had some control on that, too. Yes. And, and part of it is also like me dissecting because you can see all your numbers of where people fall off. <clears throat> so the pussy willow one's a good example because there's like the x-rated version that people are asking themselves like oh my god is this going to be the video where this guy takes it there and then of course you know it's a cute little like pussy cat later on in the video so you can watch the analytics of where people fall off and you know if they fall off between the zero and five second before i even say the word pussy willow they're like oh they, they weren't even giving me a chance to get to it but the the yeah. lack of fall off after hearing that, like just you, you got to be able to analyze the data. And I saw that and I'm like, OK, they at that point, they're just hooked because they have to know. And then as soon as I show the drawing, they go away. Right. But at yeah. that point, I've already won. I've already like told the algorithm, hey, whatever I just made was consumable through 90 percent of it. So the algorithm's like blast this shit out, like get it out there. You know, they want to see I it. love the science. Yeah, yeah. And and so this is another one of those things where I say like I'm dumb, but I'm well learned. Cause what <laughs> I've learned is TikTok algorithms. Like what a what a silly thing to put so much thought into. Um, now you're making money on Facebook more than TikTok recently. I, I think we had this conversation briefly where you were yeah. like, Facebook's really paying out right now. Yeah. Um, so there's this there's been yeah, exactly. They want it. And there is the Elon Musk hinted that Twitter would be doing some kind of thing to take on YouTube for content right. creators where he was planning on paying out better than YouTube. And that seems to be the, the goal of some of them. Cause that, but they, they can't imagine that you're just going to stay on Facebook or be exclusive there, right? You're putting the same content on everything you can, aren't you? Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, that's best okay. for the creator, but these, uh, these sites do want that they do want exclusivity i mean you saw it with joe rogan uh and spotify, with spotify. Right? yeah yeah so i'm sure uh like let's just take matt rife not that he's done this because he's on everything but he's like one of the guys right now uh yeah i'm sure if the right deal came through and youtube was like hey for exclusive rights we'll pay you x amount a million i mean who wouldn't take that deal so uh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the future of, of creating and quite honestly, the downfall of it, because I'm not going to try to jump through 10 apps. Honestly, I'm just on Instagram. I as far as okay. like what I what I view personally, because yeah. uh, TikTok for me. Yeah, they it's kind of the same thing you were talking about. You only get dance videos, man. I only get like restoration of old antiques <laughs> and I, I just watch that shit. I will watch. I'll watch a hundred hours of that all day long. All right, just a credenza getting getting re uh, refinished or something. Yeah, what, what are we talking. Yeah, okay. like that, or like an old gumball machine made from like the forties, and you know, covered in rust, and this guy just goes through meticulously, and like he'll relave new screws. Like, oh man, I'm getting excited <laughs> just talking about it. <laughs> But I can't do that to myself. So yeah, in Instagram's where I get, you know, tattoos and art and things that actually inspire me and fuel me, not just entertain mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah. 
so yeah what's I, what's the most inspired what are you getting inspired by today what was the last thing you were inspired by of this oh you know i'm actually not not sure i'm i bet if i pulled up any any amount of my instagram I, the thing that's kind of cool right now is is with with actually like hiring tattooers going through and looking at their work in a much more analytical way, instead of just like, Oh, I like that looking at it and being like, okay, do they know how to pull a line without causing trauma? Are <laughs> they posting healed photos? Um, you know, just all of that has been like a much more, I don't know, kind of, kind of weird. I feel like a critic with, you know, people that apply to work, but you kind of have to be. With your own, yeah, and with your own knowledge here, I imagine that people that go to work for you are learning, even if it's just through osmosis. But are, are you, I mean, when you see somebody's Instagram, they're working for you, maybe it needs to come up, you can see their skill. And you're like, yeah. hey, I can help you with this. They get a benefit from working for you in that fashion. For sure. And uh, so one of the things that I've been saying is like, I want to be the worst in my shop because mm -hmm. I, like I want to grow through everyone around me. And, well, you've you know, maybe, achieved that. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're, you're really Way to not. go. Yeah. <laughs> you're your head. No, I'm, I'm kidding, brother. Yeah. No, we like, I got so lucky that the, the first girl that came over, uh, she's a good friend of mine and, and we work together. She's talented. She's so talented. She's awesome. just an incredible tattooer. So I was stoked to have her. And even the guy we hired yesterday, uh, I don't do any amount of realism and he's a great realism tattooer. So yeah, happy to, happy to have both of them. Now Fresno is a big area, even if it is kind of dirty, it's uh it's still well yeah. populated. Is there yeah. a lot of competition? I, it, yeah. I, so just, uh, you know, to, to, um, spin that word from competition to community uh awesome. yeah we yeah well, is we there have a community a, sometimes there's not sometimes I, I really yeah i wish there was um it seems like everybody has a reason to hate every other shop for you know one reason or another work mm. together in the past yada 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 um so now like i'm hoping that you know some of the new shops that are starting to crop up you know, meeting them, being friends with them, being cool with them. Cause I'd love the community. Uh, yeah. I used to own vape shops back in the day. And uh, that was my, my big thing is I, I built a really good community of all the shop owners. We would all get together and talk about like laws that changed. Uh, we would ho host, I mean, the ridiculous events to think about now, but we would host these events. Smoke blowing events and things. E I see. Exactly. Dude, I was the MC of those. So I would go around to other people's shop. They would give me a mic. I would host events at my competition shop because it built the community, which yeah. built everyone's business up. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's and, what and I And you found that the rising tide raised everybody's boat. They were happy to be involved. They had a community. They weren't backbiting or, or as much. Exactly. Yeah. And and there Tattooing's was just like a, tougher for that, right? What certainly. what drives that that difference? Oh, I, well, back in the day, I would say it was, you know, that there was a, a lack of or a, a lower amount of clientele to go around. But that's obsolete now. There's enough clientele for everyone, yeah. you know, the very least in Fresno for everyone to be booked for months. Um, yeah, you know, an ego artists are a weird breed, man. So a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I feel I feel you're, you're I feel the same. Um, th- that sometimes if somebody else does something and we wish we had done it, as opposed to exalt it, we we right. shit on it. Um, yeah, he's just doing this. I, my favorite word sometimes is just. Okay, is anything that comes around just is just like shit. Like there's. There's just no good thing coming after just. <laughs> I like that. Uh, like, hey, I just want to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just cut out the word just if you could. Yeah. What What were you thinking of getting? And then they'll just make it worse. And it'll be like <laughs> a, a simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, and, and I suppose the price is following is is you know i feel like sometimes that is someone explaining that they're they don't want to pay a lot of money yeah just they'll use the word just and you're like it doesn't even apply here man what you're talking about is a detailed ass fucking tattoo right uh you were saying that like you know whenever someone does something first or something new you know, that that can, that can cause a lot of things. It can cause either people to be like, dang it. I wish I thought of that first or mm. like you, that's new. I hate it. And, uh, myself. And then actually the, the girl that came over to the shop with me, um, uh, we were both doing pretty well on social media locally, uh, whether it was not just like showing our personality as well as tattooing, uh, so even when it was just that there were, there were tattooers that didn't you know, so I heard through the grapevine, didn't really care for that. We're like, oh, you shouldn't have to show your personality. Your tattoos should speak for themselves. Here, let me uh, let me actually tell you what they were saying. They were saying he's just doing all them cool tattoos because he's just on TikTok. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got Two it. Just. OK, Two sorry. Just. Love that. No. It, and so like there was already that hate where it's like, oh, this guy is uh, utilizing social media to, to grow his tattooing business right mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah i am like of course that's what tool. we're all remember <laughs> myspace are we are we not yeah. on the same page this is a different evolution of it and it's as much as somebody might decry it i'm as much as things say uh, change they say this this is the same it, yeah. we already knew it when we were on facebook this is an evolution of you putting out um a picture on facebook or myspace back in the day you know, right. this is where it's come to where it's like we've always been as tattoo artists selling our personality. That has been yeah. a very huge. And the reason we know is because we know some terrible ass tattoo artists that we are amazed are still working. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And there's busy. a guy somewhere where you're like, how oh. he tattooed yeah. that whole person's family and fucked every one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. They love him. They love that guy. They bought his personality. It's no different than what you're you're putting your personality on your on your TikTok. People are buying it and they're saying, I would get a tattoo from this cool motherfucker. Right. Right. And that was kind of the the like thought or the the goal with it early on. If you know, if I can make a way to put my tattoo flash, my you know, basically my flash book in video form up mm-hmm. and it it you know catch on. Like this is just the modern evolution of the the next marketing tool. And I think a lot of a lot of tattooers, I think, got into this hoping that it was a very free industry of all of that. Like, oh, I don't have to market because my work will speak for itself. It's like, Good well, luck, buddy. 
yeah, welcome to the modern age where, yeah, your work will speak for yourself, but if someone's speaking louder, you know, yeah, there's no room in for it. Yeah. Yeah, no one's paying attention. Right. So I actually used to work for a shop that uh, was a hundred percent that way. Like, no, we don't, we don't post videos of our tattoos when a picture will do. And, you know, they would always talk shit on the creators that are, you know, yeah. out making skit videos and whatnot. And, you know, then I left there and heard they're talking shit on me next. I'm like, eh, that's fine. Because, you know, like, yeah, you guys make great tattoos, but if you're not getting, you know, clients in the chair wanting great tattoos, then, you know, we'll see what the future's well, like for you. To me, it gives me the thought that tattoos are not about the art as much. And I'm not mad about this, I guess. Tattoos are about the experience. Uh, the experience that you can create not only with your client that you have while you're tattooing them, but the experience that you give them when they share it with the people they meet. And if I, you do any good there, the, the, to, the, yes, that is the important thing. And if that's what you want to live for, then by all means, I ain't saying it's wrong, but the evolution of tattooing is, is, is just this, like, I, I, I guess I'm just lamenting that when in, any industry there is somebody upholding the status quo in a fashion that they're like i refuse to evolve and adapt into the new form i will this this i will be a relic i will be why i never understand except for ego which we have a funny one inside of tattooing Mm -hmm. why wouldn't uh you make an adjustment and at least hey this is my suggestion to all those actually out there that might feel that way because i we all get it, right? You can go into your brain and you can think as a different character or the opposite. So my suggestion to all you guys that don't want to make content or stuff like that, or don't realize that you're making content. Like when you post a picture of your tattoo, you're making content. Right. If you've done a soapy reveal, <laughs> you've, you know, like uh, yeah. if you've done a video, like just, and when you go through, if you don't have, a touch to that content then it's noted right like if you didn't buy the filter and the polarized lens now right right right. there's one guy i follow um and he just always has a picture of himself where he like waves at you and then he shows you some really cool like pokemon tattoo he did that day he's like hey this is me this is a (laughs) tattoo i did and it's fucking awesome yeah but that's content like it when if 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 you don't recognize that and you decide that you're not going to do that extra level of what everybody else is doing, you better be to some very comfortable place where you're because in any industry you would fall behind the wayside. Right. And I wonder if those people think that they're like, Oh, when I'm 60, I'm going to be stoked that I never made a video. You know, I'm going to be so proud of myself for never, you know, adjusting my morals. When you watch them adjust their morals all the time, you know, it used to be <clears throat> loyal to the coil. I'll never do anything else quickly becomes, well, I like to shade with rotary because it's so <laughs> much smoother. <laughs> so, <laughs> Irony. You know, yeah. Once they watch loyal to the coil was funny from the very get go. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. it. Like you're like. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever used a rotary? I fucking hate him. I used one. It was a piece of shit. Hey, if I was yeah. loyal to my wife, like you were loyal to that coil, <laughs> I would not be married. For sure. That's you, oh, you tried out a rotary and decided that you were loyal to the coil? And then yeah. if you did. 
didn't try out a rotary to find out you're loyal to the coil, then you're also another kind of idiot, aren't you? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're like the idiot that's like, well, I'll see you later. You know, the, the rest of the industry is going to pass you by. Because yeah. nobody cares about your integrity uh, if it's holding back your pr- production. Yeah. And I've also never heard anyone say like, you know, if there's a shitty kind of choppy tattoo out there, I've never heard someone say, well, it was done all, all with coil. So, you know, like you got to give him some credit. No, it's like, that's not a great tattoo. If he's, right. you know, shaded with maybe a rotary, uh, right. that might've been a good Make tattoo. the change. Yeah. Um, develop. I, I, uh, I'm not sad about it i i think it's always there you know that inside of it my my suggestion to those people i think i was trying to say before was have a podcast and just have these people on it because sharing that platform is very easy i'm doing it right now yeah like if you want to if you don't want to make content i don't i just but i want to have these cool conversations with motherfuckers who do right like i don't know it just makes sense to me to um to exalt that because then you're then you're right there with it at least you know or or at least to give it your blessing especially if you see that it's going to do good because then you get to stand back and be like yep i supported that yeah yeah for sure like like if the lions make it to the super bowl i'll finally (laughs) be um not true but for my wife yeah a lot of vindication there she's a fan (laughs) i think i should tie this up brother i've had a blast talking with you yeah it's been great is is there anything one i I should do this one is there anything that you want to promote or upcoming events that you're going to be at and and uh and then i want to put myself on the hot seat and let you ask me something oh okay uh as far as promoting anything just always of course my social media channels um I uh, I recently started a sticker club on my website that's been doing you know really well and uh, it's going to be funding the next evolution of what I plan on doing. So you know, follow oh. me on YouTube. Can we find out a, a pre uh, a little idea of what this next evolution is? It's basically um, I'm going to be making longer format content that follows much more of like a linear storyline. Um, and it's going to be all done Love on it. YouTube. Yeah. With like little, you know, skits here and there to promote it through other social media channels. But the cool thing about the sticker club is it's been given all the funding needed, you know, to, to make that happen. So, um, yeah. So if you so want that- to subscribe and, and continue to watch the growth of your channel, you can just buy a freaking sticker. There you go. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Sub- I mean, my trapper keeper could be filled up with support <laughs> of Patreon sort status. Better yeah. than Patreon, I imagine, right? Because you're yeah. in control of your own production here. Absolutely, Con- control of all of it. Um, so yeah, so that uh, that'd be the biggest thing. Follow me on on YouTube is the one that I, I really like to promote because I feel like uh, you know YouTube is where I plan on doing the most growth over on there. So damn it, Woody on YouTube with an N. Have you been able to get the any of the rights to both damn it Woodies and just link them together? Uh, I should. I really should. So the other thing is my, the spelling of Woody is W O O D D Y for no good reason. Um, oh, you're just an, Oh, wow. Yeah. So no good like reason. Two, you made that choice at the beginning. No, it's my actual okay. name. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is really silly. 
For sure. Yeah. So on the one... back of all your football jerseys, all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was what's the, ex- my the extra life. D is for extra dick, buddy. Is that what you tell the girls? Fucking right. Yeah. I hope you do. What's that? <laughs> the extra D can be for destruction. Ooh. You can have an you got an extra D. Yeah. Just how cool yeah, is no. that to say? I usually make the uh, joke that I have double D's and I didn't even have to pay for them, but yours is way better. Mm. Well, I'm thinking there's a whole you could put it on the board and just start throwing them right. Yeah, like, dude, sure this could. could be your whole skit for the night. This is your wife, your wife or girlfriend. I'm sorry, wife. It's wife, wife. Awesome, because it's a yeah. lot worse when I go one way and then try to pull it back. But like I said, I'm not <laughs> editing this motherfucker. So yes, right. you know when you're like, uh, no, 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 my girlfriend Kyle, and you're like, yeah, she's actually yeah. been hounding me. You just <laughs> open up a can of worms. Yeah. She explained to me that your floor is often wet from the shower where you have all your <laughs> genius ideas and to your uh, your your write up board where you have to write them down because yes. you'll run out of the, the shower all the time wet to, to put them in there. Yeah, that's where I do my best thinking there on the toilet. Those are like the two like creative hubs. I don't know why I don't have a whiteboard in my bathroom. Uh, but yeah, I always uh, I love that one is coming out. <laughs> or washing off at least <laughs> yeah when, when so it's flowing the humor is flowing when when the when the tract is right is is your right. humor ever linked to it you have some constipation and you're also just like i got writer's block man that might be it i'm, I'm gonna start keeping some laxatives around <laughs> just yes. to see if you know if the ideas yeah. come a little easier Dude, 25 milligrams of metamucil who would have thought and my content creation's <laughs> up 25 percent yeah the algorithm loves it yeah. um, or, or what is it? activia it's more activious yeah. metamucil and some centrum man i'm producing <laughs> uh, yeah people are like where did it change for you got them bowels a moving got them cooking. gi tract is compute is is 100 with the humor track it just makes sense doesn't it because yeah. farts are some of the funniest things oh you're right you're this right. My shit, fart videos have been obvious mm. to us. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. aren't uh, proctologists funnier? Uh, are they not? Do we? Do I've we not met one yet, dude. That's funny. Have you? <laughs> I haven't. No. No. I shook mine. I shook his hand. <laughs> Two hand handshake. You know. Yeah. I go and I shake and I grab him real quick and deep and I look him in his eyes as I grab his index finger and I just look at it. I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I just he said didn't... you'll do long and slender. That's what I'm into. He didn't like flex it for you, like show it off or anything. <laughs> no, actually, he had sausage fingers. I met him during Aww. COVID. I always threatened that that was like when I got to 50 and I'm that age. That I need to start, you know, having fingers yeah. in my butthole. It's time. Um, yeah. It's just like what happened. Sorry, guys. If you're a young kid and you thought, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm skating through this life without a finger in my bum. I'm not getting locked down or doing Boy Scouts. <laughs> Uh, if that yeah. was your thing, it's you're it's not, you know, you're not making it through this life to 50 pretty much. Maybe be I don't know. We'll see where it gets you. But you're gonna yeah. have some colon cancer. That's what I'm just gonna eat you from the inside some- unless you get yeah, make some room for a finger. Any but that's why I <laughs> I was having this surgery done because uh all causes the reasons my, my butthole was basically looking like a bunch of chewed bubble gum. Um, okay, uh like Akira's last form, if you're familiar with the <laughs> anime. <laughs> it like some hentai that you just didn't want to watch. That's what was going on when I was when I was checking yeah. the rear view mirror there. And uh it got it. Painful yep. to sit down on a on a bike seat it was the first time I felt like oh. a pinching in your butthole. Like yeah. that's not right. 
Um, so then I move on and, and see this doctor, right? Well, I say I'm a man. So of course, eight years later, I went to see a doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah. And during, no reason during to do it quick. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We just make sure this thing could go away. <laughs> it, got, it can fix itself. Yeah. Yeah. It can. These things happen. I pray. Right. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, <laughs> so it, during COVID practices, you don't shake hands. And I never thought to right. do it. I just go in through the procedure. Day before the procedure, we meet up to talk about what to expect, you know, how to, you know, be prepared and, you know, shave, all that kind of good stuff. I guess they, they're into that. They don't like the okay. hair. Anyway. They're yeah, like, bummer. like 90s porn, damn it. That's where we're at <laughs> with this one. Okay. Right. So um, anyways, I for the first time, I, I say, yeah, so what should I expect? You know, how much pain and stuff am I thinking of? And he says, well, you know, honestly, we, we have to work you. We have to open you up big enough, you know, to work inside of you. And that was the first time I looked at my six foot four sausage finger, sauerkraut eating German uh, oh. lineage, probably straight from the, the fucking breeding from the Nazis. It's some way, yeah. made his way. He had the biggest fingers I'd ever seen. And I'm like, laparoscopic, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're getting no. in there, Bubba. So, yeah. Long story short. I love uh, that. It was painful. It's painful in the end. <laughs> I believe it. Did you just <laughs> put yourself on the hot seat? Because it sounds like it. I kind of tried. Because honestly, <laughs> I hate the hot seat more than anything. Yeah. My wife makes me ask it. And it's I stumble over asking it. So like I know. it. it, it here's what it is. It assumes that they want to care too much or something. It, it assumes too much about me. And then also... I don't know if uh, it could be embarrassing, right? Like okay. when I have a, a someone on the show, I guess I would go on it too, but it feels like it's, it's, it's less anxiety for me to talk about you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. So Candy comes in and she's chewing me out. She's just like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I, I have any, you know, hot seat questions naturally. Uh -huh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had to laugh at my wife a little. Yeah. Well, I mean, can I dredge anything up? Oh, I imagine. Um, you want to talk yeah. about some sad shit? I'm all about it, man. Why is my <laughs> brain broken? I think we got a little bit of yours with your with your um yeah. moms, you know, uh uh kind of con concerned for your outward appearance. Right. You opened some things up for me there that I'm like, dude, I gotta write that down, talk to my therapist about it. Do you have a therapist? Not yet. <sighs> Because he would be able to identify what I'm doing as uh, absconding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Love that. You have your emotional attachment or something, Kyle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do, okay. Do please ask anything that you might make it up or, or uh, well, make it tough to. I'm not scared. I, okay. I, I think I got one for you. And I'm not sure if you've answered this before. Talk about it freely. But mm -hmm. uh, did you watch your own seasons of uh, Ink Masters back? And if so, what was your like your your first reaction to it? My uh, first times I was watching my first season was always at premieres. And so I okay. rarely got to see it because everybody's trying to feed you a shot. And I didn't. Mm. I mean, I learned how to be a, a successful alcoholic back there. A more alcoholic drunk. I, I, I didn't do classes. I learned how to be an, a successful drunk eventually through that, you know, because it used to be everybody's like, oh, I saw you do a shot with them. You got to do a shot. With oh, me. Right. And then, so I, you developed uh, ammunition for those situations. Be like, dude, I'm just drinking tequila tonight. Patron. Mm. 
and people buy you less drinks. And eventually, <laughs> also, you can eventually, I learned, you can just tell the waitress that you want to do shots of water, and oh. she will happily do that shit for you. I love that. And pocket all of your friend's money. And yeah. There's an idea that, like, you're not enjoying. But if I'm enjoying my time, then, like, I don't know. Like, this money was spent for me to enjoy, you know? And also, right. if you don't want to buy me a drink because you now know that, I'm not hurt by that either. I'm still <laughs> having a blast with you. Yeah. So, fuck it. It's great. <laughs> okay. I um, learned something. I did watch my shows uh, later. Because I had to kind of review them, especially the season four where I was going crazy. There weren't as many. Um, did, did you watch them? A lot of a lot of artists don't watch them, so I don't know if I'm if so, uh, if if you saw my major breakdown or not. I have seen your breakdown, uh, and I don't. I don't think I watched that far back. I've seen like five seasons, but I think it was the most recent five. Right on. You're not yeah. missing much. Uh, I don't get any residuals, so. No, no stress. You don't get any residuals. <laughs> bullshit, ain't it? It's fucking Holy bullshit. Shit. It's like four hundred and thirty-five bucks a week. Wow. Uh, however, um, I did. I did have these reactions where I felt pretty good about who I was and how they portrayed me. And then you would have thoughts that you would see other people, and they would tell you I was not portrayed properly. And then. Yeah you would also go back in your time and your reflection of it. And you'd be like, that's what you gave them. You know, yeah. like I, you, I, I see both sides because there were moments where you weren't that, but let's remember those moments where you weren't that were very, very boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we do want this to be a success. Like, yeah, eventually I can't have damn it. Woody on damn it. Woody wouldn't return my fucking text messages. <laughs> if I didn't go on this fucking show. So let's yeah. make it a fucking success, you know, um, but God bless him for it. Like I met some, there's a kid named mystical and he was actually in Denver too, I believe mystical Mike. And okay. he is like the breakout star of the show, in my opinion. And I think there's numbers to back it up. He was only on like three episodes, oh, but wow. he's one of the most iconic and known people from my era of it, you know? Okay, like, and he he uh he only brought one machine. It's kind of the thing he said. It was Love a that. hawk. Yeah, okay. it, was a, it was a hawk though, right? So like, you and I know. Yeah. Uh, but from that, I I he he doesn't like to be associated with the show. You know, he wants his own artwork to speak for itself and build himself up uh, by himself and be self-made. I think a lot of people go the wrong way with that. Let's not be self-made. Why? Yeah. a lot of fucking work um, <laughs> like just because you don't want to give a credit to anybody is that why we're self-made listen there's a whole line of people i have to thank including many of them that told me i could yeah i love that i do too so, I, just, I, feel, I feel like it's almost a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> so it was never like it, it wasn't a gut punch you there were no moments that they showed that you were like oh fuck america's watching me as that yeah. right now well, yeah, was there was that, the, the one moment. <laughs> the one moment four. was not actually when I was fighting with him because I'm not feeling so bad about any of that. That was a really fucked up thing, and there was a fucked up shit going on. And when there is a conspira conspiracy against you, and you, it's, it's, I mean, I'm 100% on, on a conspiracy against me of sorts. There were conspiracies for me as well. 
But if you go on the show, you are saying, okay, to have a conspiracy of writers and uh, production assistants and producers trying to get your reactions to extreme situations. You're guaranteed to have that, you know, and it could go either way. They're, They're happy to have you mad, happy to have you laughing. So it could be either way. Unfortunately for me, I'm the kind of guy you get better results from when you make me angry sometimes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And so as, as I realized that, I didn't feel bad about that. But one moment when Nunez asked me, are you doing as good as sausage? Are you doing as good as Maddie? I think that's what he said. He named a couple yeah. of people. And I stood there in shock of his question. Because I honestly, at that moment, I'm like, you're the motherfucker that's been making sure I'm not. Like, literally, there have been chances for you to award me with any of it. And you have said that you won't because I perform better without um, encouragement. You know, I mean, those weren't his words. But if you take it to science, that's also what was said. It wasn't not said. Like, nobody does better without encouragement. Right. You know, and I knew this. And so I'm watching one person who is getting encouragement and I'm seeing that it's really good for the dynamic of the show. And I'm watching myself and others devoid of this same encouragement. And I'm beginning to sink, think and realize that this is, is manufactured to raise anger inside the house. And from that, I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Fuck you. you, What you don't know is my dog is dying at that very moment. Like he's like, and at the and also you don't know that my house is has been in foreclosure and I just lost everything I've ever collected in my life because of some really bad uh, mismanagement. I would like to blame it on the HARP uh, organizations or, or not the HARP but the bank and their lack of oversight for the HARP uh, thing that we were filing to try and get our house. However, right. that's aside from it. Kind of uh, my worst thing is that I didn't respond with. So you're saying I'm in third place. Oh, because it's yeah. a smart thing to say. It's witty. Yeah. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with it. I, I know it any other day. Right. But he and he said it again. And I'd already been primed up for it because the last time we had been judged, he says, where do you, they asked me, Kyle, where do you think you are? And they proposed this question. And you're like, oh, they're about to beat the fucking shit out of me. Like they, this question is, you're not even going to see how they set up this question. Right. I just know that I'm like, they're going to edit this this way. I've been through one season. So he asks me at judgment. He's like, how do you think you're doing, Kyle? And I'm like, well, I better temper this answer. And honestly, I didn't. I said it just honestly. I was like, well, I think I'm somewhere in the middle of the pack. Um, I'm not yeah. performing the way I'd like to. And uh, I'd maybe say fifth. And then Nunez, of all people, he names three people that are in front of me. He just names two of them twice. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm adding up the numbers. And I'm like, so you're saying I'm in fourth place. And yeah. so I'm thinking of this the whole time because I never said it there. And then the fuckers confounded me in the heat of the moment with that shit. When I'm like, my amygdala is going and I'm like, I have no thought. It's just all like, yeah. I really want to fight. I really, 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 really want to fight. I don't even care if I lose teeth over this at this moment, you know, like right. that little fucker has been in dog fights. I guarantee. And I'm a bigger guy when, when that, that happens sometimes you go into it thinking you're just gonna fuck around and then little dude surprise the fuck out of you <laughs> right. <laughs> right and then yeah. you look like a real idiot knocked out on the sidewalk while fucking mighty joe's walking around like he just finished punch out with mike tyson he's like i won anyways so i i have that kind of fear of it somewhat but the fucker was right there and he said that to me and i didn't say 
So you're saying I'm in third place, you know, yeah, just like good. dumb and dumb or whatever. That's my right. regret. My biggest regret, honestly, biggest regret of my life. Yeah. I I'm, I'm making that up, but I'm also thinking it through as I say <laughs> it. I'm like, it's not, not my biggest. <laughs> yeah. It's up there. It's up there at the very yeah. end. Yeah. My dad got to die before I told him I loved him. I mean, that's kind of there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So this no, one it, might be in third place. No, no, I was I was kidding about that. Oh, dad knew I loved him. Um, yeah. Just being a dick and really trying to make it dark again. Something about yeah, me. Man. I love that. I love that. Woke up the wrong way today. Inspiration. I'll give you some inspiration, or at least it's been a huge inspiration for me. Have you heard this song, uh, If We Were Vampires? I'm not sure. Jason Isbell. Okay. Good. Just the thought that maybe time running out is a gift. Okay. Boom. And with that, I, I can see that I've stayed too long and said too much. <laughs> well, it was maybe an time absolute... running out is a gift. Mm-hmm. Are, are you are you singing the song to me, serenading me? No, no, it's just the thought. I just keep, man, it sounds so beautiful to me because no one's ever been able to put it in those terms for me so much, or that's the only thing that ever brought you peace to some of the tragedies in your life, you know, of, of passings of people. And maybe that helps you. Because if not, if you were a vampire, you would just laugh at all the lovers and their plans. Now I'm serenading you. I love okay. that. Beautiful. Woody, thanks so much for being a part of this, man. And absolutely uh, I wish you all the success. And I look forward to my vision. Let me share it with you. My vision, okay. Tyler Perry, eat your fucking heart out. You got fucking private jets, brother. You got production studios. Oh. You got groups of production studios that you actually have to hire somebody to watch to make sure those production people are not being predatory on the new people coming in and helping make productions and somewhere i'm that. in the mix of it making my sitcom everybody loves jesus the story of joseph <laughs> amazing <laughs> you, i will have a, a trailer ready for you awesome i just need the actors really at this point brother let's figure out who you're gonna play let's make it happen do you feel like a jesus could you be a young teenage jesus in angst i i don't know if i'm i no one looks at me and thinks jesus you know I, I, I see that, but also the juxtaposition may be the funny part, right? Well, that's I don't know. A good point. We have to explore it. We'll we'll have you work on the punchline next time I see you. You go ahead and give me the, um, or it's going to be the catchphrase. You're not even my real dad. <laughs> Love that. It's my favorite part. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Woody. I look forward to seeing you on the road, brother. Sounds great. Have a good one. You too. <laughs>